Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking skill to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. And today we are reviewing the movie that is meant to celebrate 100 years of Disney animation. That is the film wish yeah because when you wish upon a star something something you know who you are that the words don't know the actual words all right sounded right um wish disney animated studios as i mentioned meant to celebrate the 100th year of disney animation uh disney animation studios we've talked about this on a previous podcast has kind of taken the reins a little bit from pixar so this being big old number one hundo, yeah. uh, it was fair to have some high expectations for this film. But if you are someone who has seen this or has seen the reviews, you might know that the uh, the expectations have not met reality, or the reality hasn't met expectations for that matter. So, yeah, I mean, it seems like a disappointment so far with critics' scores. So we'll see what we thought about it. Yeah, we can talk about the film time before we jump into the film. I mean, you'll still give us our synopsis and everything after the break, but I have a little bit of a scary story to share with you. Oh. Let's get into the show. What a tease. 60% of the time, it works every time. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Hulk. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes Asha lives in the town of Rosas, which is ruled by the magical king Magnifico, who has the power to grant anyone's true wish. But when Asha discovers the truth of what happens to everyone's wishes, she must find a way to stop Magnifico and restore the magic of the town. Ty, did you bring Xander to see this film? Yeah, I did. How was he? Perfectly fine. He made like one one loud noise, mm-hmm. and he was chilling. He just kind of hung out, watched him. He was locked in for a good like 20 minutes. Wow, you're gonna have yourself a great movie theater. Kit. I can't wait. <laughs> I know Victoria wanted to see this, so I was curious, yeah. and if you guys took him or not. So yeah. came Did with you pay us? for him. Fuck no. Nice. Yeah, he sat on our laps. Was there anyone else in the theater? Like two other people. Yeah, we dead went dead empty on a Wednesday night. We went on a on Monday night, and it was me and Riley, and then a, a young family, pretty far up in the front. Uh, well, young kids. It was. I don't know. It's weird. They came in at separate times. I don't know if it was like a double date with their young kids or something. It was oh. like the guy and this little so child. Blended family? Blended? Sure. Yeah. I think it's like the Adam Sandler movie. This this dad and his child came in uh, pretty early on before the movie started, pretty early in the, the trailers. And then a woman and a child, I didn't see the gender of either children, walked in like as the movie was starting. It was too far of a gap where I didn't think they were together. Like They were together. They sat together, but I didn't think it was like a... They they came together mm-hmm. because, I don't know. I don't know why they would have. There wasn't any line for popcorn or anything. We went to Cinemark, Jess Ranch. Uh, so I don't know what the what the situation there was. But they were pretty young kids. They didn't make any noises. So that's good. It seems like it's a good movie for babies. Yeah, they seem to. I mean, Xander fucking loved it, dude. I, I made the most noise in that theater. Oh. You're just yelling? You're just hyped up? You know, chuckling. Okay. Just, you know, always always being a, uh, an audible watcher as i often am with films ty did you go to civic plaza i did yeah i did how's your civic plaza experience it was okay except for i'm pretty sure we got like mild food poisoning from the popcorn mild food poisoning from the popcorn we didn't actually like throw up or anything but we just felt fucking terrible the entire rest of the night did you eat too much of it no no i didn't even finish like half the bag because let me tell you ty this happens to me every single time i have popcorn (laughs) No, no, no no but like yes but this one in particular like i felt terrible and that was the only thing me and her both had was popcorn. It tasted kind of stale a little mm. bit, too. So mm. I don't know what the fuck, but it was not good. Mm. Yeah, that'll get you. I mean, it's surprising when I go to a movie and I don't have just awful stomach pains after. Yeah. Uh, sorry to be so uh, vulgar, I guess. Not, it's not really that vulgar, but a few movies ago, don't remember what movie it was. It was for the podcast. Went 
had my popcorn, went in and out after. Uh, this was right before I got sick, actually. So I think this was actually the first uh, sign of my sickness because I, I had pop- popcorn in and out. It was too much for my stomach. I was up all night. Thought I was going to throw up. Didn't. I hate throwing up. I will cry if I throw up. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad. And the next day is when I started getting sick. So that was probably like five movies ago. So yeah, maybe it was Killers of the Flower Moon. It probably was, actually. That actually makes a lot of sense. That movie made me nauseous. Did it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the only one that makes sense because we have a lot of streaming ones kind of here recently. But that, that timeline makes sense. That was two months ago, seven weeks ago. I was sick about seven weeks ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, before that was streaming, after that two weeks was streaming. Yeah. It wasn't the Marvels. That was too recent. Nope. It was not. It was a bad experience, Ty. I'll also tell you another bad experience I had before we jump into the movie ranking Great scale. Great segue. I was within a mile of a mass shooting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the mass shooting yesterday? No. I mean, there's one every single day. That's, yeah, it doesn't even. Uh, in this country. Um, and I'm not going to get political, but I will say I was within a mile of a mass shooting, and it was very scary. Where was there a mass shooting? Uh, as you know, we were going to go Christmas shopping in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. On Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we got a nice lunch, went to a nice coffee shop, or it was a coffee shop where they hired uh, special needs people. And it was delicious, and it was very cool, and I liked it. Then we went to this delicious wine place that me and my dad have frequented before. Delicious, great lunch, and then I am, uh, you know, we're leaving the wine place, ready to go to a, a mall in Summerlin. It was pr- pretty far; it's still like 25, 30 minutes off the strip, and we're driving. And uh, I make a questionable left-hand turn on a yellow slash red. Riley will tell you it was red. I will tell you it was yellow. Okay. And as as soon as I do that, we're driving along. It's like I'm like the only car because it was like I was coming off a side street. So there wasn't really anyone near me. And this undercover cop flips his lights on oh. and just zooms past me. And I didn't have enough time to like even think I was getting pulled over. Got it. But it was I was like just an instantaneous like, lights gone. Yeah. Just undercover. He was in like a it wasn't a Mustang, but it was some sporty black car. That's just the probably first thing I think of. Um, yeah, probably. But it was like totally undercover sleek. I didn't know they had that like that cool of undercover. Anyways, flies by. I'm like, huh, that's weird. Keep driving. See another cop going that way. I was like, huh, that's weird. Driving some more. Another cop going that way. And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little like a lot. We turned right by the sphere. Wanted Riley to see the sphere in person. And then we're about to cross the strip to the other side of the strip uh, just to get on the freeway, the 15 freeway. And we just see probably in a, I don't know, a 90-second span, probably two dozen cop cars. Oh, shit. Just uh, zooming through on the other side of the road, coming on our side of the road because it was a light on the strip, so everything was all congested, and just some of them marked, some of them unmarked, some of them like SUVs, like every cop you can imagine. I was like, what the hell's going on? Rye looks on her phone, and there was a, uh active shooter at the University of Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm reading which, about it right now. Uh, now that the details are out, it was a, like, not a full-time professor, but, like, some part-time professor. And I thought I read somewhere that he didn't get, like, a job or something. But he shot three people. Well, I don't know. I think he shot more than three people died. Uh, three all, dead, one injured. All of which were faculty. So it seems like it was some sort of... Like, workplace shooting at a school. Uh, yeah, it was some sort of uh, um, measured attack against certain individuals. I just read something earlier today that... The police identified like 15 letters in the mail from the suspect that had like an unconfirmed substance in it that were all addressed to different UNLV staff members. So uh, they're advising people not to open unmarked Jesus mail Christ. and everything. Um, so, yeah, this happens. Uh, we're getting on the freeway going. We're just going to go north a little bit or south, south, because south is towards home. home. We're going to jump on another freeway to go into Summerlin. And when we do that, we see more cops. We see the cop helicopter, and I see, like, four SWAT cars. (laughs) Oh, shit. And uh, at that point, I made the educated decisions to just head home. We, Even though Summerlin was far, we made a pit stop right off the freeway, this little outdoor mall, just to go to a Sephora because there's no Sephoras up here. I think there's one in Coles, actually, but there's not really any Sephoras up here. I was like, let's run in and out of Sephora. We'll get this present we need to get, and then we'll go home. We found out while we were in Sephora that the, the suspect was dead. So I was like, well, there's technically not really a, th- uh, a threat. And I was in my uh, my weird brain how I work it out to 
handle my anxiety, I was like, well, statistically speaking, there's probably not going to be two mass shootings in the same metropolitan yeah. area after hours after each other. It's probably the safest you'll ever be. That's is literally what I said. After a mass shooting. That's literally what I said to, to Riley. But I don't know. Wasn't feeling it. So we, we headed home. We stopped in bars. So did some shopping there. But uh, yeah, and the scary part was uh, my maps from the Hawaiian place where we were going was going to drive literally right by UNLV. Um, and we wouldn't have got shot driving, you know, but driving yeah. by or anything. But I went a different way to show Riley the sphere, like specifically took a longer route just so she could see the sphere. And uh, even then, the sphere and UNLV, UNLV are not very far from each other. And we were like right there. So, yeah, I was. That's fucking crazy. And uh, Riley was telling me how her dad tells her that she has a knack for these things, that oh. they follow her because there was obviously that one shooting in the Victorville Mall. Yeah. Not a mass shooting, but still a shooting. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a, when we went on our road trip, there was a mass shooting in like 10 miles from us in Miami when we were in Miami. So, um, fun. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily it following Riley versus it just being way too common <laughs> for shootings to take place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fucked. Uh, the sphere to UNLV is two miles. So we, I was, I guess I was within two miles, but yeah. it's not a competition. If you would have taken the, the main route, you probably would have been there. Probably would have heard the gunshots. Yeah, maybe. Huh? So, and I haven't seen much about it. Like, I've been following it a lot just because I was there and everything. But, like, yeah. I doesn't seem like many people really know about it. Now that you, like, now that you've said something, I do remember seeing it briefly on the TV, like, at work. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. Well, that's just sad, is it? You saw it briefly on a TV and it's yeah. just kind of become, like. Well, there's another one. Yeah. And the funny part is, it's not funny. It's not funny. But the sad part is I just looked up UNLV and, like, they have the little businesses that just pop up on Google Maps. Like, I see Luxor here. I see the Museum of Illusions. And a little bit to the right, I see a Sam's Club. And then right next to that Sam's Club is the gun store. Oh, so wonderful. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> so great. That's how my Wednesday went, Ty. Yeah, that's... And then drove home in... Uh, I was going to say silence, but it wasn't silence. Riley just took a nap and I listened to a podcast and kind of debriefed a little bit. And I was getting, like, kind of teary-eyed. Debriefed? I debriefed my emotions. I don't think that's that word. I debriefed myself. Decompressed? I debriefed myself. <laughs> you debriefed. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so I'm good now. Uh, I don't know next time I'm going to go to Vegas, though. I love poker, and I might just, if I get the poker itch, which is all the time, I might just go to Morongo or something. I don't know how I'm feeling about Vegas. Mm. Again, statistically speaking, <laughs> would have been the safest time for you ever to go to sit down at a card table right after that. <laughs> Yeah, man. Doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Like, it's obviously a big deal, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like people are... Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. Frustrating. Again, three people died. We That that shit happened. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. But it happens all the time. Yeah. If they gave this, like, the proper media coverage, that's all the news would ever be. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong, Ty. You want to jump into Wish on this somber note? Now, well, I will <laughs> say, you had this happen on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I had to go watch this movie on Wednesday. So, oh. kind of tough days for both of us. Oh, so you're just showing your hand here. I, I Maybe. Look, man. Wish. It's sitting at, let me check this, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the audience, though? 81. Okay, thank you. But 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the lowest rated Disney animated film since the movie. I'm just bullshitting here. I have no idea, but I'm just looking at their recent movies. I'm going to say, do you think Bolt had a higher or lower than a 48 Bolt feels like a 62 to me. That's why I'm like, people liked Miley Cyrus and stuff. I can tell you. Um, let's see. Bolt. Oh, my God. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so we're going to keep it going. I have the Rotten Tomatoes page up. I mean, it's not chronological, but I could tell you that. Uh, Home at- on the Range 2004 is my guess. Well, I could tell you Wish is 64th with a 48%, but it. It ranks ahead of Atlantis, which has a 49%, which doesn't make sense to me. You said Home on the Range 2004? Yeah. When you say it's the worst since, I never really understand what that means. It's the lowest rated movie since this movie got a lower score. So you're saying Home on the Range got a lower score? Then Correct, than this movie. It got a 52, so it's Fuck. actually one ahead of it. On Brother, the- <laughs> We got Brother Bear. I think that's higher. You said Atlantis? That was 2001. Uh, yeah. Chick uh, planes in 2013. I don't know if that counts, but it, it's here on the list. Planes is Pixar, dog. Cars. It's not Pixar though. That's the thing. No way. Yeah. It doesn't show up on Walt Disney Animated Studios. Yeah. Main see, page. I think it's like a TV movie, so I'm not gonna count that. Okay. 
The only other, like, does Wreck- Chicken Little. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Was that not well received? Chicken Little has lower than a 42%. Ty, Chicken Little, 37. Jesus. 2005, Chicken I Little. I loved that movie. I haven't seen it in like a decade. Bambi 2, we're not counting that. That was 2006. Brother Bear was 2003, but Chicken Little was after that. So, yeah, since. Chicken Little. There's a plane sequel. We're not Meet counting Meet the Robinsons. That. that better um, have the fucking. That better have some respect. Swear to God. It probably does, Ty. I don't Hold know. on. Check that. Pinocchio. Number one Disney animated film of all time, 100%. And it's not even the best Pinocchio. It's not. It's not even close to the best Pinocchio. Zootopia, number two. That makes sense. Moana, number six. Whoa. What's three, four, five? Uh, 101 Dalmatians from 1961. Okay. Cinderella from 1950. And Snow White from 1937. So those are just that high because they were... Old movies. Revolutionary and... They didn't let trailblazers. They hold on. Let me get her name. Moana. No. Um, the main character of this film. Nope. 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 What's uh, the fucking main character of the Hunger Games? Oh, Ziegler. Yeah, they didn't, re- they didn't let her is? anywhere near that ranking scale. <laughs> no, not at all. She hates. She, she hates Snow White. She fucking hates Snow White. Um, I'll tell you that Ray and the Last Dragons number eleven. Fuck You're yeah. a big Ray, a guy. Fuck yeah, I am. It's a great movie. Underappreciated. I don't see. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet actually has a higher Rotten Tomato score than Wreck-It Ralph. No. That's disgusting. Yeah. 88 to 87. Sometimes I get it. Like, sometimes I get critics. Other times they're just stupid. I like Wreck-It Ralph 2. Not better than Wreck-It Ralph 1. I don't know. I kind of like the internet. Meet the Robinson 67. Ranks number 50. Ugh, that feels low. Right in top of, uh, right behind Treasure Planet and right above the Sword in the Stone. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this movie's not being received well. And uh, it's not doing very well on in the box office, I think, either, right? No, dude. It got beat out by Godzilla Minus One, which was like a limited release foreign film. Well, let's not talk about that movie too much yet. Let's, you know, that's, just, I'm, just because. That's all I'm saying. Uh, $83 million at the time of recording. This movie's been out two weeks. This was a late review for us because it was the double Thanksgiving release yeah. between Wish and uh, why am I? Napoleon. Yeah. And uh, neither seemed to be doing very well. I mean, the first weekend for both, they both, I think, still lost to the Hunger Games. Uh, it was like the Hunger Games' second week, and they, they still lost. So, yeah. The Hunger Games has actually won every... Well, they didn't win last weekend. Last weekend was actually won by the Beyonce concert movie. No shit. Yeah. But Hunger Games won the previous three weeks. And last... Or la- previous four weeks, excuse me. So a month. Hunger Games just dominated for a month. That movie made money. Not really, actually. $247 million. Not as much as I thought. Hmm. Um, yeah, man. Box office kind of dead. Trolls trolls band together. Beat Wish. Really? Number four. Wish was number five. Five Nights at Freddy's did almost $300 million. Can you believe that? That's wild. Almost $300 million for Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Speaking of Wish, uh, I'm trying to see here on the... the domestic yearly it's not even it's not even coming close i was talking to riley about this should wish and napoleon have tried to like recreate the barbenheimer craze you think that would have worked no never i just think like the dual release or whatever they're called what is this double feature the double feature thing where it's like oh it's two somewhat notable movies going up against each other on the same day like before, even I said it, I said Oppenheimer's going to get killed. This is dumb. Why aren't they moving it? Mm-hmm. I think it helped Oppenheimer in the long run, money-wise, um, just because of the buzz of being tied to Barbie. So I feel like maybe Wish and Napoleon, they should have been like, hey, let's let's <laughs> create this. I get what you're trying to get at. The only issue with that is people immediately would have called it out for being the Walmart like store brand version of Oppenheimer. Because both Oppenheimer and Barbie are beloved. Like, people fucking love those movies. Great reception. Mm-hmm. Neither Napoleon nor Wish is getting good reception. No, it's not. It would have just been like a nightmare scenario. I think no one would have went to watch either. <laughs> well, that's what happened anyway. So, did they really have much yeah, to lose? Very true. Oh, my gosh. Trolls Band Together is only $6 million behind the Marvels in domestic box office. People love them fucking Trolls movies, man. Trolls right. Band Together, 31st movie box office on the year domestic. Yeah, and Wish and, and Napoleon, both 46th and 48th. Wish at 43 million is behind Gran Turismo. 
It's behind No Hard Feelings. Look, I know I don't remember what came up. It's only slightly above eighty for Brady. Wish we wish we would have been able to watch Gran Turismo. I like me a good. Dumb you wish you we would have. I wish we would have. Because <laughs> I love me a good dumb racing movie. Well, nothing's stopping you, Ty. It's not in the box office anymore. Is it streaming? I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Everything's streaming nowadays. Plus, instead of watching the dumb Tomorrow War for a third time, you could have watched this. <laughs> Don't. Actually, it looks like you have to pay for it. Okay. See. Oh, actually, it's available to stream on Netflix. I believe this Friday. Let's go. <laughs> No, my weekend plans are Friday. Uh, sorry, next Friday. Sorry, get your hopes up. Jay. Friday, December fifteenth. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Next Friday, Netflix. There you go. Okay, maybe I'll do a, I'll do my own double double feature of Tomorrow War and uh, Gran Turismo. <laughs> that sounds like a fun weekend. It sounds like a good time to fucking kill. Well, it'll be the day after your Saints lose and your season ends against the Rams, and you see them in person. First time ever seeing the Saints in person, so yeah. you'll need something to do decompress with. I swear to here's the thing, Jay. Derek Carr every single week gets hurt and shut down in the fourth quarter because of an injury. Mm-hmm. And each week, like one injury has been getting added to it, and then he somehow still starts the next week. He's reliable. I swear to God, if we ro- fucking roll that guy out in a wheelchair to start against the Rams, I'm going to flip out. Yeah, I know you will. I'm going to be so pissed if I get robbed of Jameis and I get crippled Derek Carr. And then I only get like two minutes of Jameis and he throws like two touchdowns, two picks. I know you'll be pissed. And that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Jameis. I just want Jameis to play. I don't want to see Derek Carr. I want to see Jameis because that'll be electric. I'll bet the interceptions prop. How many interceptions can we get? Four plus for both teams combined? Why not? Yeah, we could. That would be great. I know you wish for Jameis, Ty. I do. I wished for a better film here. Plot slash story. <laughs> Look, I know exactly how this movie was made. Exactly how it was made. You use it every week. Oh, you're saying AI made Yeah, this, this is an AI movie, 100%. Look, I don't want to accuse uh, the, the writers and the animators and all the, the, the filmmakers that work very hard on films. Uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from them. I don't want to take anything away from Chris Buck, who directed this. Chris Buck. Chris Buck, who also directed Frozen 2. Surf's Up. Oh, my God. Frozen 1. Tarzan. Kind of a good... Tarzan? He kind of got a good filmography until this movie <laughs> in terms of directing. They hired the right guy. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but they hired the right guy. Also, uh, Fawn Verastathorn. Ver- uh, Is that a movie? They are Thai. Is that right? She is Thai. From Taiwan, you say they're Thai? Yeah. Um, she directed, looks like her first directing job, co-director. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this movie was made, the executives or whoever, you know, whether it be Robert Iger, whether it be John Laster, who I don't even think is part of it anymore. Fuck yeah, Robert Iger. Bob Iger. No respect to the John reason La- full government <laughs> names. John Lasseter, who I don't even know is with the company anymore. Jonathan. Jonathan Lasseter. Uh, someone in the executive branch said, hey, this is our 100th year of Disney. Let's make a movie about wishes. Like, yeah. you know, the whole song when you wish upon a star, like, yeah. so let's make a movie about wishes that just encapsulates the Disney spirit for 100 years. Mm-hmm. And they were like, great. Awesome. That sounds great. And then they had to make the movie and they were like, I don't know what to do. No, no, they so had no clue. They I'm, sat down, they did the SpongeBob, like really fancy the, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the script was blank. And they're like, this is going to be hard. And the result was a very, uh, I, I was gonna say structured. I don't. I guess it was structured. A very. I don't want to even use run of the mill. It was formulaic. just generic, formulaic. It was a very formulaic movie. Yeah. That may have may have passed back in 1938 when you were just getting by off of the technological revolution. Maybe that's what Wish was doing. It's like let's go back to our roots and make an hour and a half movie that doesn't have that much substance, but becomes universally beloved just because it's old looking at you alice in wonderland that movie's about nothing alice in wonderland all those old animated disney movies about nothing there's so many other movies you could have called out besides alice in wonderland just because i remember specifically watching that one with riley and like the movie was over and i was like that's it it's over i don't remember the plot of it at all i mean i'm pretending to be upset but the freaking johnny depp one's better is that johnny depp in that movie (laughs) yeah he's mad hatter um that one's better and that one's horrible okay I think people like those movies. It was formulaic. I think those movies passed a bill at the box office. You dressed up as Mr. Johnny Depp. I did. As the Mad Hatter. I'll do it again. 
it was formulaic. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say like it was like there was massive plot holes or it pissed me off or anything. I just knew exactly where the movie was going. There wasn't like any arc or development and kind of the main character in this film, uh, Miss uh, Asha. Asha, Asha, she didn't really have that good of like motivations. Like it all started from her just wanting to steal her own family's wishes back. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like this big grander thing. The villain was like, there was no redeeming. There was no arc. There was just like, he's evil. Mm-hmm. I gave it, I gave it an eight. I like, it's not, there's not plot holes. There's a story there, I guess. No. Formulaic, bland. It's it's plain Jane vanilla ice cream is what it is. So, for the story, I think that is I was kind of I was kind of put on to this by TikTok and mm. people roasting Chris Pine's uh song. Didn't hate it. Um <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. People <laughs> roasting Chris Pine's song and they're like he's literally like all he's doing like he just lets people live there for free. He protects them. Like, all he does is care about his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even in the wrong. Like, people were saying that on TikTok before the movie came out. Yeah. Upon watching this movie, if you change Asha's character design to be like a Rumpelstiltskin type character, that uh-huh. kind of voice, that kind of look, where he just looks conniving, mm. and it's Asha's character, and you change Chris Pine's character to not be like, like, with his fucking voice, and like, he, same exact motivation, same exact everything. Mm-hmm. I think you can entirely flip this movie and make the antagonist and protagonist swap places. And you mm. and it's still like you can tell the exact same story, but people will all be rooting for the king. Like if you make it this king who like who, you know, just wants to protect his island and like he takes people's wishes and he grants ones that are safe, but like, you know, protects the island against ones that may cause damage, and then you get this this conniving evil person who's like i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna grant my family's wishes i don't care what happens to the island and then the whole thing's about like trying to bring him down you could flip him and everyone would root for the king they should have done a double turn in this that would have been incredible movies don't do that wrestlers do it they all movies kind of do it i guess the what creator movie? great great movie that did it how did it because you start the movie thinking the robots are the bad guys and then by oh, yeah. the end of it you're rooting for the robots it's not a double turn. It's a single turn. Well, but a double turn meaning the good guy became the bad guy and the bad guy became a good guy. That's a wrestling term. It's a heel turn. But uh, yeah, a heel turn is just when one guy turns. But oh. a double turn in a wrestling match is like if they flip in the same Oh, in the time. same, like good guy becomes bad guy, bad yeah. guy becomes good guy. Mm-hmm. They do that in wrestling? Steve Austin, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Who was good? Who was bad? Steve Austin was bad going into it. Bret Hart was good. And then the way they worked the match, everyone started rooting for Steve Austin. They say it was on purpose. I don't know if those things are ever on purpose or if it's just like, hey, they started rooting for me, brother. Well, that's Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, they started rooting for me. I'm just going to be a good guy now. But yeah, that's what happened. Okay. He passed out in the sharpshooter. Had blood all over his face. Wouldn't tap. Stone Cold? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't I saw, tap. saw a great video of him getting punked. <laughs> he just wasn't having it. And they you can tell the person <laughs> punking him cut it short because they were scared for their life. It's incredible. <laughs> I need to see this. I this love the places it. these conversations go. It was a wedding. Tried to get punked at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the 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 story is very cookie cutter, and they just kind of like force like let's make the king look really bad and evil, and then the other girl like kind of selfish motivations, but it's like oh it's this nice sweet girl, so let's just follow her along. Mm-hmm. Don't love the story. It's very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. It's not like actual like good motivations or like like character arcs like you said. Wasn't there a deeper meaning? Which Robert Iger said they need to stop making deeper meaning stuff. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he said something. We're not. We shouldn't be making movies to send messages. If a message is there organically, then great or whatever. Yeah. But and it's like, okay, Robert, that's the whole point of movies. I feel like, like, not a, send a message, but like, that was Pixar's entire thing when they were on their fucking run. Robert's just—he's up in arms right now, man. All yeah. his movies are sucking. Yeah, he just—he's just throwing whatever at the wall to see what sticks. He's in fucking panic mode. Yeah, this is their worst box office since, I think they said 2020. 2020. Well, besides 2020. <laughs> it was like 20... I don't remember. It's got to be a while, yeah, because, I mean, they're they're doing shit. People aren't going to see Disney movies anymore. We are. Well, yeah. But this is a... You know, we're going to go see it no matter what. I gave it one point lower. I gave it a seven uh, for story. I did not like the story. One bit. It felt very forced, very formulaic, like you were saying. The, the motivations of the characters just weren't there for me to really care. 2014. 
Got it. Mm-hmm. Also, what's up with the star? I thought it was cute, but like, he just shows up. Does yeah. he do anything to help? Yeah, I thought they were going to have like a deeper meaning with their dad. Because, oh, yeah. like, they dropped the whole dad thing in there. And it's like, all right. My prediction, what I whispered to Riley's ear, I said, because the dad, like, died of some illness. I was like, the king is who killed him. And that's going to be, like, the big, like, that would have made me king not like the evil. king. Yeah. Like, the king killed him because he was maybe learning magic or whatever. So the king gave him his disease. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's it right there. Nope. <laughs> No point for the there even she even to have a dead dad, yeah. other than they had to get some sort of generational trauma in there. Yeah, you know what I just realized? Yo, like the king being evil and like, oh, see how how terrible he is. He's using like, you know, un un I don't know what that's like dark magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange does that multiverse of madness, and he's still the hero of the movie. Mm-hmm. He does. He gets a third eye out of it. Well, he might not be the hero in the next one, but he's the hero in this one, and he uses dark magic to save the day. They could have told the story backwards. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just I'm proving my point. And it's pissing me off. What do you think about them just singing? And that's what uh, trapped him in his staff for no reason. Okay. Like we never got an explanation why he just goes inside his staff. Um, are we in a safe space? Yeah. I, I kind of started dozing off towards the end. <laughs> I had to get a, a small little five minute recap from Victoria. It just so happens that the recap was the biggest part of the movie. Great, so you don't take this podcast seriously. I do. I was there. I was putting in the work. <laughs> but look, man, the movie, I, I wasn't, it didn't grab me. I was just going through the motions watching it. It was an hour and a half. I know. That's what's <laughs> so surprising. And like, I, I saw him like start to fight him and I was like, mm, and then he was in the staff. Wow. Star was in the staff. Star got out of the staff. Yeah. They sung. They were chained down. Yeah. They sung and they, they swapped places. Who slept more in this film, you or Xander? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Xander slept at all. My <laughs> boy had a good time. Wonderful. I'll yeah. ask him what he thought. Yeah, well, I'll have him on. <laughs> but, yeah, the plot's just... They had the idea before the movie, and then it just never got anywhere. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, key elements. Oh, why don't you lead the charge here? Because I'm stuck. Key elements. Obviously, this is a family comedy. Um, it's I don't drama, adventure. What do they categorize this as? A Disney movie. Yeah, it's, it's kids and family, fantasy. fantasy, adventure, comedy, animation, musical. Mm-hmm. Music always plays a huge part in mm-hmm. these in these Disney movies. I mean, you look back at probably their biggest recent success in, in Kanto. People fucking love the music in that. It's fantastic. You go back to Frozen, obviously. Moana, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of these movies rely on music. Not all of them, but a lot do. And And this is the same thing. It's music after music after music. I do want to know, first song was literally just the same exact first song from Encanto? Yeah. Where it's just like, I'm going to sing about our city. Well, that's kind of a Disney trope. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, they do the exact same thing, too. Do they? They sing about Belle. They don't sing well, about Belle the city. is singing. Yeah, well, she's going through the city. Uh, oh, there goes the baker with his... You're right. Something like always. That's kind of... Same old bread. They run that the back show. You know what? Doo-doo. Now that I'm saying it, Moana does the exact same thing. It starts with the island. Isn't there an Aladdin song about the city, too, at the beginning? I've only seen the Will Smith Aladdin, which we all know Will Smith's a superior genie. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm going back. I'm trying to remember like how these movies it's, it's start. It's a world-building song. It's just meant to... The Lion King? Lion King starts by world-building? Yeah. It's just a Disney movie That's trope, Disney. Sorry. That's their fucking... I was, trying to, like, I was trying to point something out here. I take back what I was going to say about the harsh words. They do this all the time. <laughs> I can't I can't knock them if this is their go-to. It's a great way to get people into the movie, get the thing started. I mean, it's a little bit later in the movie, but under the sea, you know? Under kind of, the... Yeah. You know, so I don't know. How does that one start? Under the sea? Do, no, do, no, do, no do. not the song. I know the song. I've never seen the animated Little Mermaid. I've only oh, seen the live action. God. <laughs> and I went pee. Uh, if you recall, during our last, our, when we re- reviewed that movie, went pee when they did Under the Sea. So, yeah, I asked Riley, "Is Under the Sea coming?" That's the one part I want to see. Yeah. She said, "No, it's not, not for a while." Mm-hmm. Came back at the literally last note of Under the Sea. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. <laughs> so, Princess and the Frog. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'd bet a million dollars it starts with the song about um, New Orleans. Never seen it, city. Never seen it. Mm-mm. Good movie. You should watch it. It's fantastic. Okay, what? whatever. I, I digress <laughs> on that point. Um, but. 
Victoria likes the songs in this movie. She was defending I liked them. them. She was defending the songs. I'm with you, Vic. I did not love them. I don't feel like they have one song that's as memorable as like the top four from Encanto. Encanto. I can't say that name right now for some Encanto. So I like these songs, not for like a like Encanto, you could play like the Bruno song. I mean, I'm not really listening to Disney songs as is, except Scuttlebutt from Little Mermaid and live action. Uh <laughs> a terrible song i like these songs because they were kind of funny like they were like kind of so bad they were good there's yeah there's bad where it's just bad and unenjoyable and you're just like what is going on here and then there's bad where it's kind of like this is kind of fun like the song where they're literally where they're uh underground the kids who all of which were supposed to represent different snow white dwarves i don't know if you caught on to that riley pointed that out very early really um yeah that's why there was a sneezy one, the sleepy one, the the doc was the leader. There was a mad one, the little short guy. Yeah. Anyways, that's a great point. Um, there was a lot. There was like fifty plus Easter eggs in this. Riley found like eight, and then she looked it up. There was like fifty. Yeah. Well, I could like I saw that they're dropping shit left and right. I just didn't catch the dwarf reference. Anyways, that song where they're in like the underground tunnels and they're like doing the the stomping and clapping and they're singing with each other, fucking hilarious. Like it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't Ironically, meant to be funny, but I was laughing my ass off. The little short guy hits like his uh, high note or whatever when he comes into the song. Me yeah. and Riley burst into laughter. It's fucking in a great way. She said it sounded like a camp rock sound song. Oh my god! Um, and I can't, I can't fault her. Um, I didn't like the last song. I thought it was corny. That was like so the bad. Chain one, yeah. Victoria was going to war for that song. See, that one was like supposed to be serious, and I was like, I can't really laugh at this. Oh, uh, you can't make fun of it, so it stinks. All the other ones, though, I was kind of like, this is kind of badly funny like the the chris pine song everyone shits on mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty funny I, I actually didn't necessarily mind that song i mean it did sound like lin-manuel miranda wrote it or if you told yeah. ai to write a lin-manuel well and miranda that's song. what i think again i was saying ai earlier what i think happened with this movie is they paid people to write choruses had ai create verses based on those choruses per- perhaps because i think like the choruses are kind of catchy on a few of them but then the verses and what the characters are saying Mm-hmm. That's when it goes off the rails, and I, it genuinely feels like they had AI, like, hey, fill in verse one, verse two, verse three for these characters based on this chorus. Wow. Yeah. And it just feels like they had them just, like, give random-ass dialogue and singing with it. So I uh, I asked AI to, uh, let's give our scores, and then we'll do this, then we'll move on to visual cinematography. I gave us a 13 for Key Elements. Motion wasn't quite there. I actually laughed quite a lot. I like the song where they're in there, the woods and the bear bear made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the song where they're messing with the wishes and Chris Pine had the most auto tune Disney song I've ever heard in my life, but I thought that song was constructed well. Um, and it was cute. It was fine. It wasn't like peak Disney or anything. Thoughts but on the goat. He made me laugh quite a lot. Actually. He, I was just I, like, I was chuckling at him. The one time he did get me to laugh was when they jumped into the water and he said, I can't swim. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he just said it so confidently. And yeah. He was like shark, and he was like, "No, I'm just practicing or whatever." Yeah, it, was, it got me to laugh. I enjoyed that. I'm one point lower than you. I'm at a twelve. All right, fair enough. It was funny enough. The music wasn't great, wasn't that memorable, but they were okay. They weren't terrible, terrible, but not great. Just I agree. Slightly above average. I told Lin- I told AI writer verse about an evil king who steals wishes like you were Lin Manuel Miranda. It wrote me a whole song. Oh, see? See how fucking easy it is? Yo, gather round. I got a tale to tell about a king so wicked cast a darkened spell. He ruled the land with an iron fist, stealing dreams and wishes couldn't coexist. His castle towering high, shadows on the wall. Yeah, there was. Whispers in the air, heard the kingdom call, a tyrant on the throne, crown of twisted gold, stole your deepest desires, hearts left bitter and cold. 100%. Oh, this is an AI fucking written movie, Jay chorus uh, no here i'll say ai assisted he's the wish thief in the dead of night steals your dreams away out of pure spite a puppet master pulling strings unseen in the kingdom of sorrow he reigns so mean what what and you get a little record scratch fuck yeah does it give you like a like a rhythm it's like no. sheet music to go along with that mm. okay i'm sure i could ask it for it yeah you got another verse a bridge another oh. verse okay yeah so um they easily could have done this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> easily could have bumped this up with AI. People were on strike. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this movie was done by then, but... People were on strike. 
they're trying to finalize in post. Look, I've said it before. There's a reason maybe why the writers weren't getting paid that much. Um, to Because AI can make bad movies? <laughs> but AI didn't make this. No, it did, though. Visual cinematography. They tried something different. They did the whole back to the roots hand-drawn backgrounds, yeah. which was cool. It was a little bit of a weirdish kind of dynamic with the 3D characters and the hand-drawn backgrounds, but it was different. Yeah. I I've made it a point to say I'm no longer giving just Disney animated movies like an 18 to a 20 just because they have the most resources and it's naturally going to look good cuz like on an animation scale, yes, this looks better than obviously freaking an indie studio doing an animated movie, but it, it 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 tried being creative and a little bit different, but I wasn't blown away. I I didn't love the music. I somewhat enjoyed it. That kind of falls into here and key elements. I gave it a 14 out of 20. No, I'm one point higher than you. I'm at a 15 out of 20 on this. I, I liked what they were trying to do stylistically, where incorporate like the backgrounds because that that helps give it the vibe of those older movies that people love. Yeah, like that helps get you in that kind of mood. And I like some of the town and the drawn backgrounds and shit. I think that looks cool. I do think that the the animated characters, the three D animated characters, looked like there was like one layer short of animation. Like how you see like the pre render and like the model and then like this and then shading and then this. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was still one more layer that needed to be done, and it never was. Because it didn't look great. It was kind of jumpy. Yeah. looked odd. I think it's just the two different styles coexisting, maybe. Maybe. Maybe just hand-draw everything. How about that? Yeah, don't be just fucking bust out the old, what is it, like the flip book? Sure. Like how you animate like the thing doesn't, like just like small movements, and then you flip the pages. I don't know if that's how they did it, but yeah. But that's what they should have done. It's a hundred year. Don't cut corners and let computers do the work. You know? Well, yeah. Instead, they just did hand-drawn backgrounds, and they just did a, a empty movie just like in the 1930s. Damn. But I did like I, like some of it. I did like the style of it and how it was, was trying to be shot. Um, and then, yeah, the music was okay. I didn't mind it. Can I share something totally not even about the podcast? Just 100%. I, bu- I, bet- I encourage tangents. I-, I bet the Patriots money lines tonight. That's why I'm interested in this. Oh, they're up by three. That's six point dogs. <laughs> Damn. Plus two fifty. I was feeling plus two twenty five. I was feeling official it. review. Just whether or not you got a first down. If they lose this game, it'd be an epic meltdown. So, um, feeling good. And I the- bet the Lakers to win tonight, and they were up thirty. You bet the money line though. They could lose this game. It's three points. They're not gonna lose. Oh, they have the ball. Never mind. Yeah. They're just reviewing if you got a first down or not. No, he's way short. Um. Love that for you, though. Thanks, Ty. Get a little skin in the game. Characters. There was a lot of comedic relief characters in this. Uh, it was kind of just like main character, villain, a lot of comedic relief. Yeah. Uh, you try to get some heart with her family, Asha's family. You try to get some heart with, like, the queen t- t- turning on him. But, like, it's just kind of a lot of comedic relief. And all these characters are forgettable. And what really bothered me about this is there's, like, no character arc there's no character development there's no anything like you don't get the reasons you don't get like it's like you introduce the conflict 15 minutes in the movie and then that's kind of it yeah 100 it's like there's nothing else and like the main character you know they do their basic up and down you know oh everyone lost we lost how sad and then we rally back by singing at him while tyler falls asleep but like (laughs) the character didn't Make the the protagonist be more selfless. I don't know. She was just trying to steal her own family's wishes. Make her realize that sometimes, I don't know, she learned nothing. What do you mean? She learned nothing. No, she didn't. There was no arc. There was no... She didn't learn anything from this conflict. And I didn't learn anything either. No? I thought they were going to... I thought they were going down like a religious path, honestly. Oh. Like he was like playing God. He was their savior. And I was like... Victoria's been playing VeggieTales for Xander. Told her to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Indoctrinating the youth? Yeah. (laughs) Caitlin had a custom VeggieTale CD that would say her name. No shit. My parents got it from a mall, yeah. It was just one of those like stands that had everyone's name on it. So it would be like, hiya, Caitlin. Welcome to, and that's all she, that and the Wiggles, all she wanted to listen to. It was painful. That's fucking funny. Um, That's funny. <laughs> Make her stop. I give us a seven. Look, like, uh, I'm always kind of low on animated characters as is. You know that, Ty. 
And when there's like no arc, no development, no nothing, I don't even really like the characters that much. Like, yeah, they made me laugh, whatever. But like, it's just so bare bones. 100%. And it's animated. So I can't really get like acting out of it. And Chris Pine, you're getting auto-tuned when you sing every time. So I can't even give you credit for that, buddy. I like Chris Pine. I do. I do like Chris Pine. He's great in a lot of things. Seven out of 20. The villain in this fucking sucks ass. <laughs> Copy and paste villain. I'm sorry. Give, give your thoughts. I'm, I'm right there with you, Jim. Two points lower. I'm at a five out of 20. Wow. The villain's <laughs> fucking terrible. All of Chris Pine's dialogue is atrocious in this movie. Just so fucking bad. And they try and like do scenes where he's like, oh, look how charismatic he is. Like He's this cool villain. No, he just stinks. Mm-hmm. And the main character is such like a... Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Like a, she reminds me of like pastel colors. There's just mm. nothing there. Mm. It's just very bland. And I'm gonna get this wish. Yeah. And then she just does what she does. There's nothing. You get nothing out of her. I wonder what her wish would have been. It's a great question. She could have just wished that he would grant all the wishes. But then he wouldn't grant it. Yeah, I know. Wonder if that. Wonder if he's ran into that. <laughs> it's just it's terrible i mean in terms of like the characters it is the weakest part of this and i think that's the issue is like even on the older movies that maybe aren't as good as some people remember and like don't you know get all this love and shit people still like the characters like people connect with the characters in those movies and i think that's what helps hold it up that's why you have these iconic you're getting fucking cinderellas and snow whites a hundred years later because people like those characters and what they did. You get none of yeah. that here. You get nothing. There's no memorable characters. No one likes anyone in this movie. The side characters are, you know, I like the little goat. I like some of the comedic stuff. The star. I still don't know what's up with that star. I don't know I don't why, get why did it vibe. come. Because she wished upon a star? She did wish upon a star, yes. And at the end, when you were sleeping, he did cover her eyes, or he did the clouds, so no one could wish on stars anymore. Oh. Yeah, that was such like an untouched, like quick little thing. And that was it. Huh. What did he contribute, though? Am I forgetting something? Like, did he help them magically do anything? The people? The star. The star itself. Did he help, like, save... He just did little powers. He gave her that little wand that she used. But she used that at all to stop the king? Mm -hmm. No. He he just emptied the wishes so that way it could go to everyone's hearts so they could go chase their wish again. What about all the people whose wishes got killed when he was doing his little potions? They're the real losers in all this. They're just clinically depressed now. Got killed with the potions? Remember he would sacrifice people's wishes? Oh, yeah. No, they, there is no... Yeah. They're fucked. Which... They're depressed shells of themselves. Are the Patriots going to lose this? Fourth and inches? Why are you punting? What are we doing? Oh, that's soft. Cowardice punt. Well, if... uh, Yeah. I don't like the characters. Just like I don't like if the Patriots lose this. Yeah. If Patriots lose up three with freaking the... Mitch Trubisky having 15 seconds to go like 60 yards, getting field goal range. I deserve to lose. That would just suck. Yeah. No timeouts. If there's anyone who could kill your money line bet, it's not a good quarterback. It's a Mitchell Trubisky. Enjoyment, Ty. I've said all these bad things about this movie. It was quick. It was lighthearted. It did make me laugh. This is a classic case of it's a little bit less... Worst version, not a little bit. It's a worse version of that Leo movie on Netflix, which you guys told us. Good movie. Okay movie. Good movie. Okay movie. That's a good fucking movie. That's in a different stratosphere. That's not even. That's not even comparable. That movie was fine. It was fine. Leo movie 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was fine. I was talking to people at work about it. They all agreed it was fantastic. 93 audience. You're in the wrong. You're so in the wrong. I'm not saying movie. it's bad. I would give it above no, 65 and a give com- it a fresh. It's a completely separate category from Wish. I'm just saying enjoyment-wise, I enjoyed this a little bit less than Leo, where I watched Leo. I was like, oh, that was cute. It was it was enjoyable, but I'm not going to remember it. I'm not. I did recommend it to my parents, but I'm not like, it's, it's a, not Mitchell's it's versus the Machines. Oh, well, no, I'm not saying that, but it was a fun, like, warm-hearted family watch. Maybe I need to do a scale for Leo right now on the podcast. I gave uh, Wish a 13 for enjoyment, giving me a final score of 55. 13? That yeah. feels high for, like, all the... Well, just because, like, it's technically not a good movie, but just in terms of, like, leaving the theater, I was like, that was cute. It was what it was. If I had a child named Xander that was nine months old, 
almost nine months old. Uh, he'd probably that. enjoy it. If he was two years and nine months, he'd also probably enjoy it. It was fine. It was whatever. You know? That's the thing. It's like the old Disney movies in the 30s. It was like, wow, that, that was fine. That was kind of enjoyable. But it was like a, a technological masterpiece back then. So it gets way more credit. I don't know. I didn't despise it. All that to say. I'm ramble over. Okay. Steelers won. Thank the Lord. I- <laughs> no, it's, uh, oh, Patriots, Steelers it's Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I'm I'm not gonna give it that much credit. I don't know. It it bored me. I'm not gonna recommend it to anyone. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the story. It doesn't have great music. Like disagree. I laughed at it. I had a good. I was laughing at this movie, and that made me enjoy it a little bit. How about that? Okay. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I had a couple of decent little chuckles, but I I I can't. This movie wasn't wasn't great. And while Xander loved it, and I'm I'm the type, you know, I'm now a father. I should be the Congrats. one. Yeah, I should be the one who's like, yeah, you know, this, this movie rocks. This is great for kids. I'm just not there. There's so many better family animated movies with so much more heart, so much more rewatchability, better music, all of it. And, and I finished on an 8 out of 20. I considered, I was in between 7 and 8. I left it at an 8, but it's below average for me, for sure. I disagree, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, it was fine. Didn't love it. All that to say. Gives me a final score of 47 out of 100 for this film. What'd you give it? 55. Did you say 55? I did. Giving us a combined score of 51 out of 100, making Wish the 171st movie out of 208 films we have reviewed. It is with the likes of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you seen the trailer for the next Ghostbusters movie? I have. Actually, pretty good trailer. It confuses me. Well, all the ice and stuff. It confuses me because I've seen it like five times, and every time it starts, I'm like, what fucking movie is this? It catches you. (laughs) The first time I saw it, I was like, ooh, what is this? And then then the the, fucking firehouse. Yeah, I saw the firehouse, and I was like, oh, great. (laughs) But no, like literally, we've gone to the movie so many times, and every time it starts, I'm like, I've seen this before. Is this like a new superhero movie? Is this movie? a Jordan Peele movie? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then the Ghostbusters hits me. I'm like, fuck, that's right. <laughs> Great trailer. Uh, Leo um, got a 68, by the way, for me. Okay. That feels low, but I haven't done a scale. Very quick scale. I mean, I literally did it right now yeah. while you're reading off that it was next to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have nothing to compare Wish to in terms of like movies like it, where it falls. It falls below Freebirds, which was a bad movie review. Probably it was one, actually kind yeah, of yeah. It was one of our highest rated bad movie reviews. If we did wish as a bad movie review, I'd be like, not, I was actually not that bad. Not a bad bad movie. Which, funny enough, I gave Wish and Freebirds the exact same score. So, did you? Yeah, yeah 55. you did. Five. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like Blue Beetle. It's the Blue Beetle of animated movies. Blue Beetle of family. It's just fine yeah. when you compare it to all the the and the. The superhero movies, Blue Beetle's just fine. When you compare Wish, it's fine. It's I, Unless you really, really mess up, it's hard to get like a really, really bad score in an animated movie. Like, we're getting close to the floor here with this movie, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... I'm going through our lower ones. I know Norm of the North is just... That's... No, that's the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom. bottom shit. It's a 22 out of 100 for us. It's bottom six movie we've reviewed. And that was before your hatred of uh, Rob Schneider, was it? Well, I don't know. I've been on been on the Rob Schneider hater train. Maybe for that a while started now. it. I don't know. Can't fucking stand that guy. He's Norm. He's the titular Norm. He is. He is unfortunately. Yeah, no, that's the worst anime movie of all time. <laughs> but like, I'm looking. And Big I, studio. <laughs> this is the lowest rated like fully animated movie outside of that that we've done. We do a lot of animated movies on this. Mm-hmm. Tom and Jerry's the only one that comes close. Very much live action with animation. Not animated. So, mm-hmm. want to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, rewatch that. I don't know. Two weeks ago, why? Uh, we were finishing Joe's little Lego puzzle thing he had, and Riley just threw it on. It wasn't really like watching it. Watching. Why did she throw on. that on? You give me shit for Tomorrow War, but you're out here watching Tom and Jerry. No, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, <laughs> way ahead of its time. Yeah, great movie. I was like blown away. I was like, this movie's made in 1988. Yeah, great comedy. Looks fucking cool. Doesn't get enough credit. Crazy. They should redo it. They should do a live action version where uh, Roger Rabbit's live action and the detective's cartoon. Oh, that would be so fucking weird. It would be bad. <laughs> That's what it would no, be. That would be cool. I want somebody in like a Chuck E. Cheese style Roger Rabbit outfit. 
all mm. animated backdrops. So now we're just doing Five, five Nights at Freddy's with it, kind of? Kind of. That would be sick, though. They should make another Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm surprised they haven't already. Uh, before you give us our movie next week, Ty. Oh, excuse me. I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay. I asked ChatGPT. I guess if you could just name... I don't want to give you, like, the descriptions because it'll be too easy. Give me the premise. I told it, imagine a battle royale, kind of going back to Hunger Games. Yeah. Involved, you, already, you just did this. But this is different. Okay. I'm not asking for, like, the their their strengths and weaknesses. Okay. I said, imagine a battle royale, ro- royale involving characters from Disney animations. Oh, wait. No, this is what he said. I said, if every character <laughs> in Disney animation history were to get into a battle royale to the death. Got it. Who would be the top ten? And I've got to give you top ten. Give me six of them. Okay. It could be no particular order. It did give me an order, though. Okay. Um, First one I got to hit is the... I'll give you three X's. Mag- Maleficent, Angelina Jolie's character, the evil witch that turns into a dragon. If she isn't on this fucking list, the list is broken. She turns into a dragon. She finishes second. Yeah. Last person to die in the Battle Royale. Fuck yeah. As a powerful sorceress with the ability to transform into a dragon, Maleficent has both magical prowess and physical strength. Okay. okay. Number two. We're cooking. We're cooking with uh, something here. Um. Okay, before I go any further, can I look at some Disney movies here to get some ideas? Go for it. Okay. This is totally... One of these is kind of cheating, but continue. Is it? Yeah. You'll you'll see why. Okay. Um. Fuck, man. I want to... I got to throw Maui in there. Got to throw Maui. He's a god. Maui, number nine. Maui, yeah. with his shape-shifting abilities and mastery over the magical fish hook, would be a versatile and powerful contender. Fuck yeah. Um, we're going back. I'm throwing Hercules in there. I think Hercules has a real shot at the one-on-one there. He feels number like he four. can feed a dragon. Who he's, the fuck beats He's Hercules? like a half-god, and he came in fourth. That's uh, insane. Hercules, with his godlike strength, would be a formidable contender in physical combat. Okay. I don't know if these are actually ranked. I'm just assuming they're ranked. Nah, I mean. It, it did give me one, two, three, four, five, so. Yeah, that's on them. It's got to be. Um, Man, the top ones are going to be. I'm trying to think here. Uh, We're going to throw out. Number one, I'd be shocked if you got it. Once you hear it, you're like, that makes sense. But I'd be shocked if you got it. Really? Correct. Does Ray. <sighs> Hold that thought. I'm not going to. I'm not actually asking <laughs> that yet. We're going to go Big Hero 6. Um. Not on the list. Baymax, not on the list. Baymax didn't make the list. Mm -mm. He's a robot. They just poured water on him or something. I don't know Baymax's ability. He's he's a superhero. He stops crime. Okay. Stitch. Lock it in. Strike two, Ty. No fucking chance. ChatGPT's dumb. (laughs) They don't know jack diddly shit. (laughs) So you were thinking about Rhea. Why don't you think about, like, the OG Rhea? Mulan. Okay. Mulan. Number That's, 10. Okay. Her combat skills and resourcefulness as demonstrated yeah. in her film can make her a surprising and effective participant in the battle. Okay. We're going to go Mufasa. He's a lion. Mm. King of the jungle. Mm. That's your third strike, Ty. Oh, hold you on, fr- hold on. Can I just can I just please throw Beast in there? Because he's in there. Beast isn't in there either. What the fuck is this list? This is a dog shit list. So you got number 10. You got number 9. Number 8, Ursula. Ursula's magical abilities and control over sea creatures could make her a formidable adversary. I mean, give me a fucking break here. She just gets thrown out of water. She dries up. She gets turned into calamari. (laughs) You were never going to get this. Number seven, Merlin from the Sword in the Stone. He's a wizard. As a wise and powerful wizard. That's fair. Admittedly, like once the movie posters started looking like they were hand-drawn, I stopped looking. (laughs) I just didn't check. Number six, Scar. You forgot Mufasa has too much character to kill people. Whereas Scar, he's cunning and ruthless, who in battle might use his intelligence to gain an upper hand. That's such bullshit, dude. Number five. Simba better be in there because he fucking kills Scar. Number five, I'll skip because it's kind of the weird one. Number three, Elsa from Frozen. Her control over ice and snow gives her a distinct advantage. She's not killing anyone. Both offense and defense. She's not killing anyone. (laughs) Number one. And technically number five, Genie from Aladdin. 
His genie like possesses wishes. phenomenal cosmic powers and can shapeshift, making him an incredibly formidable no. force. No. How is he also number five? Jafar as genie. Jafar, when transformed into a genie, gains immense power and oh. could be a serious threat in the scenario. I'd almost put him ahead because no, he'd 100%, be, he's one of one. He'd be more willing to break the rules. He'll kill anybody. Yeah. He doesn't care. Bad list. I almost made a bad joke for this podcast, and I'm glad I didn't because I would have had to cut it out. I saw you holding something back there. Uh, what bad are we reviewing list. next week, Ty? <laughs> next week, we're going to do a review of someone who would wipe the floor with all of these people. Yeah. Probably. Godzilla minus one. Yes, this wasn't originally on the schedule. It was uh, Magazine Dreams, but doesn't look like that movie's ever coming out. I don't know. Kind of weird. Got pushed back. No idea. Mm. It was a Jonathan Majors movie, so. Now, I've got to ask, were you aware of this movie one bit before five days ago? What's today? December 7th. Thursday. Thursday. Before Sunday. I think I became aware of it on Saturday. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I I had no idea what the fuck this was. Never heard about it. And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about how great the new Godzilla movie is. Best movie of the year, I saw some people saying. Yeah. People are saying best Godzilla movie of all time. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 98% audience score. Is Godzilla going to be nominated for an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Best foreign it's probably no, that, a lock, yeah, right? I mean, that seems like it's effortless at this point. Because it's Japanese-made. It is it is uh, in Japanese. Yeah, it's subbed. So it's subtitled. Is it is it dubbed or subtitled? Subbed as if the writing... Yeah, subtitles. Yeah. Okay, I like those better. Oh, are you asking what this movie is? Like, it's not dubbed, right? I don't know. I don't think they would dub it. That's too much work. Yeah, I think it's just the Japanese... I think it's like Parasite. Parasite was subbed. Won all the awards. I think they were just like, fuck it, release it. Everyone's loving this movie. Which is weird because usually like the number one complaint about Godzilla movies is like there's not enough Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And all the reviews I'm seeing is like the, the people. He- yeah. So. Which, that's wild. <sighs> Had another joke I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> usually it's two. me who's saying. Well, I have a filter. <laughs> you just say them and then I decide in the, You're my filter. In the cutting room <laughs> yeah. floor whether or not it makes it. <laughs> Post-production's a great filter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited though, Ty. This movie, I have... Big expectations for this movie now. Very high. It's literally, it's rocking a 97, 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, when's the last time you've seen those scores? Never. If, like I told my dad, because my dad was like, why are you seeing a, a movie where you have to read captions? You know, he could barely read. Um, yeah. He's 50. Yeah. Um, I think that's a separate issue. <laughs> I said, if film snobs like a Godzilla movie, <laughs> yeah, it has potential to be like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Because in theory, I love Godzilla movies and they always... They always miss the mark. They give you some cool stuff, but they always miss the mark. Mm-hmm. So if the film snobs love it, and the regular people who still like Godzilla love it, we might have to get Ben on. We have to do a call-in and call Ben and see what he's... Ben a big Godzilla guy? Yeah, dude. He had like a bunch of... He sold like $5,000 worth of uh, Godzilla merch or something like that when he was in high school. That's how he got his charger. He had a bunch. He showed me. The fuck is Godzilla merch? Just like t-shirts Like collectibles. Like figurines and all that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, he's a big Godzilla guy. I never knew this about him. I view him like, differently as a person. Very big Godzilla guy. As big as Godzilla? Godzilla guy? Yeah. <laughs> he might be a... I don't know if I know anyone that is as big of a film franchise guy as he is a Godzilla guy. Really? He loves Godzilla. Wow. I can't... I don't know anybody else who's like that big on a film franchise, but... <laughs> we might need to get him calling. We'll see. I can't wait. I'm very excited for this movie. Um, look, man, I, again, if the, if the subtitle thing is holding you back, I can confidently say the best movie I have ever seen. Do you Parasite get better scored than Oppenheimer? It's close. Okay. It's real fucking close. Better than Infinity War? It's not like my favorite movie, but like one of the best movies I have ever seen is Parasite subbed. Mm-hmm. Didn't hold, didn't hold it back at all. Forces you to stay engaged. How about that? Fully locked in. Yeah. Fully locked into the film. Mm-hmm. So... I'm very excited. Me too, Ty. I can't wait to watch the subtitles of like the Godzilla sounds. <laughs> just, it's just a big old ah across the bottom. I like that. Yeah, it's a bit fun. <laughs> I can't wait. Go watch it. Um, yeah, stay safe else. out there, and stay safe. Yes. Watch out for large lizards. Well, and people with guns. Yeah, yeah that too. 
In the meantime, be a good friend. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.